morning. What's up, guys? This is Joe. This is Jordan. This is the 8 a.m. shift. And it is allergy season. Oh, yeah. Jordan's hit hard. Oh, yeah. He's over here. Uh, ready. He's uh, walked in the door ready to faint. Yeah. Been uh, pumping meds like crazy. Yeah, Zyrtec. Over-the-counter version <laughs> of Zyrtec. <laughs> I've never really been like a, an allergy guy, so like I've never really like been affected by him too much. As I scratch my eyeballs right now, <laughs> but uh, um, so like I never really take medication for it. I have no idea, but apparently it makes you pretty drowsy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you look like you're about to pass out. Uh, not pass out just yet, but gotta watch out on those roads. But you got a nice cup of coffee. You're ready to go. Yeah, I am. Uh, you got a beer in your hand, which is. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is my first 8 a.m. shift beer. Yeah. But, you know, if you were a construction worker, it's, like, totally normal to be up at this hour drinking a beer. That's true. <laughs> uh, so what you got going on? What's happening, man? Um, so outside of uh, the honorable 45th president of the United States uh, <laughs> admitting to the— Your homeboy? Ho- I'm a homeboy. I might not give myself that much credit. <laughs> but, um, you know, outside of him in admitting that he's been paying back uh, his lawyer in sums, monthly right. sums. So I might be getting some of the details wrong. Right. But outside of uh, um, outside of the, the New York Times headline, it basically stated that the Honorable 45th President of the United States of America... Has admitted to paying off a porn actress, and nobody's gonna care. And that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, who cares? I, I mean, I know who does care. I just don't know if this is gonna move the needle. That's what I'm saying. Nothing's gonna happen. I mean, obviously, like people care, and like, you know, he's it will lied and he's done right. so many things, but like, it's not gonna have any effect. Well, I think in 2020, not 2020, excuse me. Later this year, if the that, if that allergy medication yeah, no. is getting to you, if if the blue wave, the supposed blue wave happens, <laughs> um, wave. I think it will have an effect. Uh, I don't know how faithful I am in this uh, blue wave, but well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, even if it does happen, like you can only cross your fingers. But even if he does get impeached over this, right? I know, think there's no way he gets impeached. It's just. Happen, you know, I hate to be the contrarian, but there, you know, there's a part of me that does wonder, like, was this guy good for the Democrats? Was this guy good for modern society? And you can be one of those, man. Yeah. Well, I'm not one of those. Like, um, I'm not a Trumper, but or, no, no, no. Or, but like, or one am of those, I? Like, or am I? We needed the change. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm I've been obsessing over that whole. Uh, you know, all that stuff related to Steve Bannon and, like, Trump being, like, the the, the chaos that will, you know, bring about change in, right. in any shape or form, you know. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, is this what it takes for people on the left, liberals, Dems, to finally unify, is to have a common enemy? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, like, when it happened, like, when he won and people didn't realize, like, they were in shock... And then you had all those people that, like, you know, voted for Joe Stein or whatever. Were like, like, like you, Joe? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they were like, you know, well, this is the change we need. And I don't know if, like, I don't know if, you know, going this crazy is the change we needed. 
to be honest. But you know, time will tell. We'll see. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's funny because it's you make you you go back and start wondering if Obama was closer to like a George W. Bush or if he was, you know, I mean, and you start wondering and you think about it, it's like he was very establishment oriented, right. you know. But most presidents are. Most presidents are. <laughs> most presidents aren't paying off porn actresses. Maybe that's why uh, Donnie T is uh, is Kanye's homeboy because he because <laughs> he goes against the establishment. This is totally. I was saying this earlier to somebody. This is totally like a Britney Spears early two thousands meltdown, dude. Like when she shaved her head and like. Yeah, like, but I think this is a little. This bit, is a lot worse. This is this a is lot, worse. a lot. But lower. I'm just saying, it's like in the same vein. Like he's just like, I take. You know, I've been drugged and all this like crazy shit. And I'm just like, yo, what is happening? He's Kanye's just crashing and burning. Listen, I've always kind of thought the dude was a asshole, <laughs> but yeah, you know, when we do the lost tapes episode where we go back and uh, find all of the recordings that we did back in 2017, <laughs> I got we have to find the one where you're just like, I think he's a fucking asshole, <laughs> and you say it so 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 smugly, and because I do, and and I was like, you know, I respect that opinion. I like his music. I'm with you on the asshole part, but I like the music, and I know you really want me to be like, yeah, but don't you think? I know in your mind you're like, but Jordan, you still you still are a Kanye fan, aren't you? Even I'm after this guy pulled out a MAGA hat and <laughs> and and went on TMZ. Trying to trying to um, spread false information about slavery. Oh, are you still a, a Kanye fan? <sighs> that means yes. No, <laughs> you I, didn't I, answer no, quick enough. No, I mean, listen, like, they, the guys made a couple good songs, but that doesn't change the fact that you know he's always been a D back. It's like from the beginning of his career, right? I, I think I don't think he I was. Literally, a, my stance has never changed. No, that. I think he was had a lot more. I, I'd say beginning of his career is a little bit. Dicey, I'd no, say dude, he's always been like this outspoken, been but it, like, and just kind of like his shit doesn't stink. He he's always been like I'm the best. Everyone else is below me. That, that's just kind of because you know he sees himself as a genius, right? And musically, on some level, he was at some points, but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything, man. You still gotta like treat people with a certain amount of respect, right? So you know, I, I feel like. Karma's a bitch, man. <laughs> it's come back well, strong. Well, I mean, I, I sense like with someone like him, he's like so emotional and, uh, you know, he feels so compa- like, uh, I mean, not say compassionate, but passionate right. about what he does. You know, that when he doesn't see it reciprocated, it, it eats away at him. Right. But like when I see what he was saying the other day on TMZ, to me, that comes off as, uh, it's it's hard to say, but it yeah, it's it com- hard to say because it, but it make- comes <laughs> off almost as like I'm gonna take this stance, this like radical stance, because it's different, you know, because it's so radical. It yeah. w- of course, it would come from me. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. seems not lot not like an act because I feel like he's nutty enough to like believe this stuff, but like. I don't know, man. It's just hard to explain. It's you know, just, there's a theory floating around that he this what he's doing is just one extended uh, performance art piece. Right. 
I don't know if you've read this rumor. No, that's like the same thing they've said about like Banksy and shit like that. Like anything he's done to people. Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah, all, like they they likened him to Andy Kaufman in this uh, Pigeons and Plane article. He wishes he was at the level of Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> well, hold that thought because my friend Maurice had some things to say about Kanye. And he's been like a lifelong Kanye fan. Let's uh let's hear what Maurice had to say. <laughs> let's hear this. I don't have any more excuses. You know how hard it is to defend someone after all these years of pissing off presidents, of pissing off his own fans, of being an egomaniac, of all the arrogance. You know, as a self-professed Kanye stan, you know, after all these years, I don't even know who this artist is or who this man is anymore. I don't know what to believe. When I was eight, I found out that wrestling wasn't real. I somehow I kept watching it anyway. I'm in my 30s. Why am I heartbroken over a musician? He came out when I was in high school. It's been like 14 years. I bought all the Yeezys. I bought I bought the damn t-shirts. I went to all the concerts. You know, I even stood in line for two hours at his show for a t-shirt. It didn't even fit. I have a 2XL Kanye shirt that I can't even fit. But I can't throw it out. Because I'm staying. Well, I guess I have to throw it out now. I don't think I have any more excuses left. I don't even understand what hip-hop means anymore. And by the way, can you please stop trolling me about Trump being the damn most hip-hop president ever? I can't take it. That was, uh... Insightful. <laughs> Part of me wants to dig up the the, the the lost tape recording of me telling Frazier that I think Donald Trump is the most hip hop president ever, and him <laughs> and him like getting being like getting caught dead in the statement like wait what? <laughs> and it, I mean, if you watch the Kanye interview on TMZ, he talks about that a little bit. Where like yeah, up, up until a certain point, like he yeah. was a very highly referenced. Which which is true. Which like is that, true. That he's not um, like that's one of the like only like sort of sane things he was saying. At right. One point. Um, I don't know. I just like my thing is just like when was hip hop ever really predicated on political correctness? I mean, it 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 lingered for years in the public consciousness, uh, being anti-establishment, right. having everyone from uh, uh, you know Tipper Gore to C. Dolores Tucker, people that were. Um, very adamant about the civil, about civil rights, um, openly lamb blasting, lamb blasting it. You know, you know, Tupac Shakur right. blasted C. Dolores Tucker in a song. You know, so yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that like that's a good thing. That's not the right. That that's I'm, you know, C. Dolores Tucker was a very decorated civil rights leader. Right. And I'm, and I'm not gonna sit here and defend Tupac for saying that. You know, but Tupac at his, in his time was. An outspoken guy. I'm really trying to heart. Trying. I'm really don't want to speak ill of the dead and call him a jerk. But some people <laughs> felt that way about Tupac you at the see, time. See, but it was different because, like, yeah, people had issues with Tupac. Oh yeah. It they they operate on very different levels. Him and Kanye. Like Tupac knew he was good, right? Similar to Kanye, right? He he realized his level of greatness of what he was doing. But they approached it differently. Much, in, much differently. Yeah, and Kanye, uh, 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 Kanye's has always had this smugness that I, I've never been able to get past. Whereas, like Tupac, even though you know he knew what he, he was dope at what he did, and you know he was one of the top, 
it, there was just wasn't this smugness that came with it. Like it may have been there, but it just didn't sort of permeate the same way. You know, like I I don't know. I'm yeah. not even be using the right verbiage there, but like, <laughs> I got a bachelor's degree. There you go. Uh, um, but yeah, but I think um, I think now with Kanye and these remarks about slavery, right. you know, it makes you wonder if that was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when he said it, my jaw like was like hitting the ground. I was like, is he saying this? Like, well, there's a part he says afterwards that. I feel like it's like a bad. It's like a bad rebound. You know what I mean? Well, well this is what I was gonna say before that I kind of got caught up in right before we went to the clip. But it was like he was saying things that, like, you know, how like sometimes when you buy yourself in your house or you're like in your thoughts, you think something that's just like outrageous, and you're like, I would never say this out loud. Mm-hmm. He was like saying those things, and I was like. Yeah, like a stream of consciousness, like, like right. But it was like he was saying those thoughts that nobody ever says, like nobody ever saying ever says, you know. And I was like, "What's happening, man? Like, what? Maybe it was the opioids. I don't know. You know what? Allergy season, man. Maybe he was doped up on allergy meds, man. That could reasonably be it. If we wait here long enough, you, know, you, you could, might say some outrageous. It could stuff. be. I don't know. It could be also the result of liposuction. <laughs> That's true. Too. <laughs> um, that I gotta say, man, that floored me too. Only because I don't know, man. Like as much as like as many issues as I had with Kanye, right? Like I always saw him like as a dude who was like, you know, he's from Chicago, right? He's like, I don't know, man. To uh, you know, I always fo- at least saw him from coming from like a down earth down-to-earth place, even though, like, he had kind of gone sky-high. And I was like, yo, man, like, did, like, did Hollywood do, or, like, L.A., Kardashians, whatever, yeah, did it yeah. get to you that bad that you, you got yourself liposuction? Like, yeah. that is crazy to think about. That may have been the only thing that I was, like, although crazy, been like, man, like, the balls to admit that's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? And then to say that he didn't want to get made fun of the way uh, Rob Kardashian got made fun of. You know? He's got to get out of that circle, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, Kanye has floored me not being able to properly articulate uh, <laughs> an accurate statement about uh, 400 years of oppression. Yeah. When you said that, it seemed like a choice. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> this is well, crazy. when you talk about the mental slavery part, like if you remove what he says about the, yeah. like it's hard to remove that. I know man. it's it's no, it's impossible. Can't right? remove. It, you can't remove it. But if you remove for the what he says about four hundred years of oppression, and it, you, and all he said was, yeah, mental slavery is something that affects everybody. You'd be like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. But but the fact that it's it's the prelude to it is him saying that like it sounds like a choice for four hundred year four hundred years. And you're like. Dude, like, and there's the same guy that says that he doesn't read. Right. He doesn't like books. Right. You start wondering about shit like that. Right, right, right. You know? Um, but yeah, I guess for this week's episode, um, speaking of, of which, for people that are not as educated or indoctrinated about, you know, the oppression of others. Right. Uh, we have a very interesting interview 
with uh, a colleague of mine from grad school named uh, AJ. <laughs> um, I think for me, this very personal. It was a very personal conversation because I'm Chinese American, AJ is Chinese, and I was in the last few months and last few years, actually probably most a good number of years, I've been following. Um, the racism that persists in China, right. and I wanted to hear from the perspective of someone of Chinese Chinese origin, for like well, nationally Chinese origin, right. right? To hear their thoughts on you know why this persists and like what steps potentially one would take moving forward in order to uh, rectify that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh right before we get into it yeah it was just crazy for me because like although i've seen maybe some of the ads that get mentioned in this piece with him that were like very questionable uh it was very insightful to just hear him speak about some of his thoughts as to why yeah you know some of those things are an issue in china yeah so, cool mm. interview yeah yeah So, I spoke with my friend AJ. Hey, everybody. This is AJ. Um, I'm currently uh, work for a business school as a marketing program coordinator uh, here at New York. Cool. All right. <laughs> so, this is going to be a very deep conversation, I guess. <laughs> All but, right. But, um, <laughs> Why don't you get us started? Yeah, so... <laughs> You know, I was uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, we've witnessed a lot of stuff. Uh -huh. um, I was reading a lot about racism in China, mm -hmm. and I think right now we could all agree. Well, right now and forever, we can all agree that it's pretty morally right. repugnant. Right. And you know, as someone that has insight into marketing and has a very right. strong pulse of like Chinese culture, uh -huh. just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. So yes, I, I I've done a little bit of research, especially in in terms of the racism in China, and uh, when I watched this uh, the the video you show me and uh, some articles and the reviews, uh, of a Black Panther is pretty um I would say, I won't say depressing but really disappointed. Um, it's purely racism. There is really no excuse about it. But on the other hand, from from my perspective as a Chinese, I sort of understand why this is happening. Um, for um, I think the most uh, important reason is for actually two reasons. First of all, for a very long time, uh, China has been a country that not involved with the global issues. Right. So there right. are only few races that actually exist in China in terms of, the, you know, skin and color. Right. Like we all Asian there, we all have small, tiny races, but pretty much we all Asians <laughs> in right. a way. Right, right. Um, but uh, on the other hand, it's actually, um, it's actually kind of connected to the first point is um, we never have the civil rights movement movement right. or we never have a slavery right so such kind of issue like a race issue can never uh, i was i won't say never be but never ever in the history that appeared on the 
to the society that this is a very high priority issue that we need right. to solve. Right. So yeah, that's sort of the two reasons why this is happening. Uh, for uh, some of the listeners who may not um, be familiar, what were some of the comments that were said about Black Panther? So these are comments coming from a like the Chinese version of IMDb right. called Daoban. 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 That's how you pronounce it. All right. Yeah. My Chinese is really shitty, Joe. Got corrected. <laughs> Got corrected. I know. Um, so some of them include Black Panther is black. All the major characters are black. A lot of scenes are black. The car oh, chasing man. scene is black. The blackness has really made me drowsy. Your heart is black. Yeah. <laughs> When I entered the theater, a bunch of black people was fighting in the night. I've never seen—I've never been in a theater so dark that I couldn't find my seat. Oh, what? <laughs> Yo. The film is filled with black actors and actresses. Also, because the fil- film's colors are a bit dark, it's nearly a torture for the eyes to watch the film's 3D version in the theater. It's a torture for my eyes to read your comments. <laughs> oh yeah, tell me about it. Um. So I guess, like, in your opinion, Joe, like, what would it take for, I guess, like, these issues to be, like, properly addressed by the government in China? And I know before in the past when we've spoken, mm-hmm. you mentioned this is just, it, the sad part is that this isn't, like, a top priority. Like, there's bigger right. issues that they feel they need to address. All right. So, first of all, I think for most of the people is we, um, it's kind of complicated, so on the one hand, I really can't see in a foreseen future that China becomes so diversified and suddenly like race issue become the first priority. And second of all, um, I think the core problem here for most of the Chinese people who leave those comments out there is they never a- ever actually have enough exposure to some of the African-American people. Right. Right. Uh, there's, there's no interaction and uh um, right and I, I i would assume that like a lot of the times uh let's say dealing in uh-huh. china or s- countries that uh don't have a big uh say african-american or african population right what have you right uh a lot of the first interaction they have with people f- of color would be from media and a lot, right. a lot of it would be probably uh-huh. american uh-huh. media which uh-huh. isn't necessarily the best portrayal True. of, of uh of, uh, people of color right. so i think uh, i would personally think at least you know from he- reading some of these comments mm-hmm. and just hearing uh, some of the other stuff that's said that that has plays a big part in it because right. you know if uh, american film is you know portraying people of color in in a bad light right. know, what are you gonna think if you don't know that's if true you've never met them right right yeah. i think first of all is the first impression mm-hmm. like uh i think i mentioned this before um, personally that um, I, the first time I've ever truly interact with African America was actually when I, when I was like sixteen or seventeen right. years old at Shanghai, and uh, speak with an African American uh, who traveled to the Shanghai and doing business. Right, and uh, he's a very you know gentleman, and he's he got exposure to the international travel, so right. he shows respect to the Chinese culture, and in a way, I respect him that um i behave properly and i feel like oh okay this is so this is african-american so there's right. no difference than other people right of course so uh that uh, to me i was fortunate that my first impression was really great and uh, then 
I would assume I'm less racism than <laughs> average <laughs> people. Um, so then I come to the United States. I got exposure. I do have a better interaction uh, experience with African American. I do have a great interaction experience with African Americans. Right. And suddenly, of course, I do have a great interaction experience with Asians. Right. Um, <laughs> huge, unpleasant experience with <laughs> Asian people too. So it's pretty all um, pretty much the same. And uh, for most of the Chinese people, they just like when they once they have the bad experience with African American, like right. maybe they see a gangster or rappers talking, you know, dirty words in their <laughs> lyrics. They're just suddenly, oh, that's how the American African American is. That's right. how they, you know, they're so ego high in high ego, so ignorant, and it's just not true. Right. Like they just see the partial of the picture and they just say. Okay, that's how the rest of the picture is. Right, and it's just simply not true. So I would say exposure is definitely one of the things they have to deal with it. Right. And second of all, um, I think education is an important issue too because first impression is always important. Right, right, um, right. So I think one thing I do think about when it comes to education, and this is like you and I also coming from the perspective of um having been in grad school together, mm-hmm. um. You know, like when I saw one thing I think I brought up to you in that in our email exchange was that right. there's like this really racist ad from a few years ago oh, yeah. where they basically put a black guy inside of a laundry machine mm-hmm. and he comes out like this, you know, it's a white guy. Not a white guy. It's an Asian. Yeah. So not purely white. That, that, came out I think that was a different racist <laughs> commercial <laughs> I watched. That was somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I feel like I saw one with like a lady. Like it was a very similar yeah. thing. And it was like uh, this, uh, like a, a black woman goes mm-hmm. into something and then like a white woman comes out. Right, it's like right. supposed to be like the clean version. I was just like, what? Yeah. What? Am I watching? This is great. Right. And yeah. I think what for me, because we're both like people that studied marketing, uh-huh. You know, part of me, the thing that runs through my mind is just like the people that graduated from our program. <laughs> did they were they any of the people that were behind that ad? You know what I mean? Right. I don't. We don't know. We'll, no. never, we'll never know that answer. But <laughs> you know, one thing that was never, I think, addressed even in some of the classes that, in I could say all the classes that we took, like right. that particular issue about like sensitivity towards people's like actions, feelings, and history was mm-hmm. never really particularly spelled out. You know, it's kind of hard to quantify all that in like um, a semester. But I just thought like. You know, it would hurt me the most if I were to mm-hmm. find out that people that, you know, we perceive as pretty educated with like pretty advanced degrees mm-hmm. still let something like that fly. And right. the reality is that that's entirely possible. That's entirely plausible that right. someone actually right. that, that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would think that the people, anybody involved in creating an ad, you know, and if you've got gotten up high enough to a position where you're creating an ad like that, you probably would have had education enough to know that that was wrong. But see, and that's the thing that I'm trying to, like, <laughs> like surmise is like, how do we know that? You know what I mean? Like, right. there, I would imagine there was a creative director. There was someone that said, "This is who we're trying to appeal to. This is a consumer. Uh-huh. They're selling laundry detergent, if anything, right? <laughs> like, um, so like somewhere down the line, they put out a casting call for people to be in this, and right. you know, if if come to find out the notes were like, we specifically need like a dark skinned man to be in this right. to represent like uh-huh. dirtiness and if it was an educated person with like you know an nyu degree nyu degree or harvard degree or any degree any degree <laughs> that right. was an advanced right. like degree i would you know i would call 
you know, I don't want to call it bullshit, but I would put that degree under scrutiny because right. it makes you start wondering, like, what are people actually learning? Right. You know, right. and that's the thing that I, I find, like, probably the most disturbing about mm-hmm. all that. Like, no one questions those things or thinks about um, what the possible ramifications are. Right. You know, and when we talk about stuff like, say, like, design thinking, which is very, like, you know, uh-huh. user-centered thinking, it's like, how does something make you feel? Like, what what is the reaction? Like, what is, like, the call and response to, mm-hmm. to it? And, you know, I think, unfortunately, in a situation like that, uh-huh. You know, no one knew what the response was to the call, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah. Well, um, well, there's something I want to mention about. First of all, um, for all the listeners, um, that brand has pulled the video ads from internet and they officially issued an apologize about the um, appropriate ad. But um, what's so interesting is about there are some controversy on the social media. And uh, what I saw disappointed was actually people react to it and they say you're overreacting right. by apologizing. That's really disappointing. But back to your point, like why it's kind of also disappointing that you see some uh, very highly educated people are most uh, are also approved this to proceed. So I think there are two possibilities. So first of all, um, the creative director of that ad probably is not he probably never have an international exposure it is it is possible right. because uh the brand is a local brand it's not a national brand i never seen that sort of you know product ever in my hometown <laughs> so but where uh, is your hometown by the way uh Hefei is kind of like six hours drive away from shanghai okay mm. um i don't i don't think i ever seen it in shanghai most okay. of the time such kind of product we use tights <laughs> and i'm pretty sure tights <laughs> will never ever do that ads right, right i mean right. that's the point but the good side of it is not tights china that doing the ads like that right right so um, I'm not sure whether they have a great best of the people who are doing the advertising for them. But second of all, still, it's extremely inappropriate. Right. Because you you probably, I won't say local, but regional product, and you're still doing that ads like that. Right. Um, again, I think it's actually proved the point that majority of the population in, Ch- in China never ever got a chance to have enough exposure to experience the african-american cultures or even right. just african cultures so i think that and um, that's um, that's the point it is and second of all they uh during my education experience back in china like there's only three important things math chinese and english right <laughs> other things like histories or geography you don't care Right, right. Because right. the, the joke here is that if you're Chinese, those are also the three most important things. <laughs> exactly. That's that's pretty much the thing, and uh, it's kind of like the education system that messed up it. Right. Because there's only three KPI. Right. And yeah, as right, long as you right. do those three KPIs right, <laughs> right, you don't give a shit about yeah, other things. Right. Yeah. Like the arts class, nobody listened to the art no, class in my class. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I would say such kind of the system of the education yes a lot of people are actually aware of that right and they're working on it but you know china is a really complicated uh, country right. and it cannot be fixed overnight right. and the racism such kind of the racism is just one bad cause just right. simple one bad cause of such kind of failure the failure of the education system 
Right, right. Um, it's interesting you mentioned the uh, the arts because you know, I feel like in the most uh, trying or more mm-hmm. most difficult um, government government situations, uh-huh. you get some of the most like interesting artwork. You know, uh-huh. um, even the stuff that I'm I'm hearing about from. I mean, I forgot, I forgot there was the uh, I forgot the, the artist's name, but I remember reading he committed suicide some a few years ago or last year, really? and he was uh one of, he's part of like I guess like the local I think it was Shanghai art scene. Uh-huh. He was gay, um, and like all those things kind of oh, compartmentalized. Oh, uh, I think you're talking about Ren Hong. He's yeah. famous by the photography yes, and the poetry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. you know, and I like I've only seen glimpses of some of his photography, but it was very mm-hmm. visceral, you know, and I think. Um, even here, it's like in the states, like you're used to seeing stuff like that. You're su- used to seeing like right. kind of like edgy photography. Uh-huh. But I understand like for him going for that direction, like he was pushing the boundaries of like what censorship was looking like. Oh yeah, in a lot of ways too. Um, I'm not defending anybody here oh, or boy. the Chinese oh, government. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> basically, uh, actually, I do have a lot of uh, friends who is an artist here in New York. Okay. And uh, uh, from the inside, they provided to me is uh, he's not he's not suiciding by just because of the censorship stuff. Okay. Is It's a personal issue. Oh, yeah, personal issue, right. But uh, it is true there are some censorship uh, things going on in, in China. And uh, one of the uh, that's one of the reason why a lot of the Chinese artists are just coming to the New York right. Right. with the O1 or O2 visa. Um, so they have a comparatively free uh, freedom to create their works or right. uh, go along with the path. But uh, here's what's happening. Uh, so basically, what's happening in China is uh, we have a uh, we have a one party policy. Uh, we have uh, we only have a one. Po- party right. uh, politics party and uh, as long as the communist party choose which direction we're gonna go um the artists who happen to be on that path will be r- extremely beneficial from it right. right so for the other path it will be sorry right the wrong time so so a lot of them choose to come to the united states and uh, I can see that the Communism Party do that for a reason. Right. Uh, I, I I should not involve too much in in, in that uh, on that topic, but um, it is true that there are some censorship, uh, and, and there are there are censorship, and uh, censorship is sometimes a lot of the reason why artists are coming to the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based on my experience, I think Chinese government are more likely to choose the path that. Stabilize the things, right? So, um, to me, that's actually one of the reason why they didn't wipe out all the illegal immigrants. Trust me, if the communism party want to do that, right, and determined right. to do that, there's no space for those Ill- illegal immigrants to survive. I'm not trying. I'm I'm not saying the Chinese government gonna kill everyone else. Right, right, right. Just right. deport it, it makes them. Sense. Yeah, what no, I mean, they yeah. deport them. So I think what they actually uh, uh, think through that is if they do that, there will be a bounce back right. on the local community and say this is not the right thing to do. Right. And also it's really bad for the international I- of image. Course. Right. Yeah. So they're actually concerned about it. And meanwhile, in a way, Chinese government are benefited from it because the local company get cheaper labor right. and they perform better and they they pay more tax. Right. So 
they try to limit this phenomenon in a certain area in Guangzhou. Right. And uh, so it's actually they evaluating what's going on out right now, and they do have some tolerance for s- such kind of phenomenon. But once once it reaches the limits, right. they're gonna take the execution. Right. So. Um, I think that's the logic behind the Chinese government, but where is the limit? So right. that's the uh, real things to, uh, to, uh, to do. In here, you know, in the United States, most of the time, I would say, the limits it's determined by um, the the Senate or the Congress, right? Which is elected by the people, but in China. It's gonna be a little bit different, right? right. So um, most of the time, people don't know where the where the limit is. The thing with the United States is that we, you know, we use media in different ways. We paint mm-hmm. pictures. We 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 paint very broad strokes about mm-hmm. um, people without um, taking into consideration mm-hmm. what the ramifications are. Right. Sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And and it's just it's a, a slightly different situations because. Mm-hmm. Um, Though you know there, you know there are immigrants coming into China right, right. Uh, in America, like this country was built on immigrants, right? Yeah. yeah so right. we've constantly had people coming in. So to then turn around, drinking the Kool Aid, Joe. <laughs> no, 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 no. But let me let me make my point. Let me make my point. To turn around and then say, well, now we have to kick these people out. How are you going to kick people out that are rooted in your country? Right. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? it's right, different because right. in China, these African American these African uh, immigrants coming in uh-huh. were not rooted in China, right? It's a yeah. recent occurrence. Yeah. Yes. Whereas in yes. here, they're no longer immigrants, basically, right? Yeah. They're people who have had families here for decades. Right. Yeah. And now you're right. going to try to say, well, now you have to leave and now your family can't come here or, you know, you you know, you're, you know were brought in here illegally right. as a child, so now you have to go. You, know, yeah. you see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's totally different. This, yeah. this country was built True. by immigrants. Yeah. So True. it's like to, to say, to say, to there's, say. There's something like cathartic about hearing you say. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm Puerto Rican and Italian, two big immigrant groups in this country. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it, to, to, to turn around and say, you know, we want to ban all Mexicans from coming to the United States. Do you know how long Mexicans have been coming into the United States and how many of them have been hey, here? You, you for... literally got a state called New Mexico. Exactly, right? <laughs> right. Like, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, well, if you if you speak to um, there's you know people that lived in Texas, right, who were like right. ethnically like like Mexican or like uh-huh. would probably be like considered Latino, right? Mm-hmm. right? But if your family was living in Texas, right, before they had annexed the state, basically taking it from Mexico, right, 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 like you're like, well, I was here since like the before they annex the state. Uh-huh. So you look, maybe you look Latino, or maybe like you have, you know, some, maybe you're mixed at this point, who knows, right? right? But right. like, what do you identify as, right? You maybe, exactly. maybe, you probably even have a Latino last name, but what do you identify as being exactly. in the state? You know, it's like, this is all predicated on like a boundary or border that was created by, uh, by the, you know what I mean? Right. So like, right. So like there's there and you know there are some there are politicians and people that have a very strong American lineage, mm-hmm. um, but but will say like you know, I'm like you know I'm I'm a Texan I'm like uh you know Chicano and right. mm-hmm. you know we we were here before there was a line you know and so like oh yeah that's so right. like and then to discriminate against them is like dis- you're discriminating against someone that is like foundationally an right. American right. and then then one of the problems is like let's say you were like you know, okay I. Let's say you took the stance of maybe we need to, uh, you know, limit the amount of immigrants that come into this country. Mm-hmm. 
the problem is, is even if you believe in that, the tools they're using to do so become, you know, lead to a lot of racism, racist rhetoric yeah. and right. stuff like that. So now people who lived here basically their whole lives or mm-hmm. even born here, you know, but happen to right. be Hispanic or African-American, what have you, Muslim uh-huh. now, right? Yeah. Uh, they're going to feel that heat, right? right? Because now all of a sudden all Muslims are bad. You know, yeah. like this is the this is the this is how people are being painted, and those, right. those, those like broad strokes you're talking about. Yeah. So it's like the tact the tactics used mm-hmm. to 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 sort of turn people right. and say, yeah, you know, we gotta get we gotta stop that immigration. Uh-huh. Not only does it stop some people from getting in here who maybe should be in, right? Some people need asylum, right? right Coming right, from countries right. yeah. that you know, are pretty dangerous for them. But then on top of that, the people right. who have already lived here uh-huh. are now going to feel that heat. I grew up in my right. neighborhood. There's a decent Muslim community. And uh, there right. are kids who were born and raised in Brooklyn, just like me. They're Brooklynites. Yep. Right. But now if they can walk around and have people yell slurs at them and call them terrorists oh, right. because yeah. this is the way every Muslim is being painted. Right. You know, so it's like that becomes a problem in and of itself. It's not just that, you know... Uh, you know, it's not just an immigration thing. Uh-huh. It's now it's like how do how do they try to enforce that? Well, right. we 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 call Mexican now we, but you know our honorable forty fifth president, as Jordan likes to call, calls <laughs> them calls them ra- rapists and criminals, right? Right. So, you right. Know, so now a Mexican who's lived here their whole life right. is going to be like, whoa. I'm not a racist or a criminal, but, <laughs> but my neighbor's going to think I am because our president just said I am. You see right. uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. And that really puts immigrants in a very awkward situation. Right, but even um, people who aren't immigrants, people right. who have lived here but happen to be Mexican. Exactly. You know? right. So um, I think that was a, like uh, right after the Republic, uh, Republican primary election. Right. Um, I saw one of my friends who just made a Facebook post. I think it's really reasonable. And uh, she said... It's, I get it sometimes that people support Donald Trump. It's not because he's, uh, he said he's not a racism. It's the, because of the things he said right. in that way right. that makes people feel that strong willing to against a certain just based on their race right. or their nationality or their origin or maybe just by their last name. Right. So it's really not the right things to do. And Let's let's just face it. It's not right things to do, and don't tell me any education about any education about like this Republican. That's how he win the. That's how he win the election. It's not the right thing to do. Period. Right. No. He he used pretty awful tools to win that election. Right. Racism. Uh, sexism. There was a lot of the tools. The, that the, the Russian cyber to, army. The Russian cyber army. <laughs> <laughs> and just to be clear, jo- Jordan doesn't love Trump. He only loves the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think, I think that's actually a great point. Um, uh, in terms of the media, you talk about the media or right. the impressions. I, uh, and to anyone of you listen, uh, watch the Russell Peters. I watched some of uh, Russell Peters. Yeah. My brother's yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. A I, I don't yeah, watch him one, as much. But one yeah. really great, um, great uh, quote he talked about is, uh, "It's not about Muslims or something like that. It's about the media. Right? Like media always want to pick those things that are when radical, right. like something crazy. Yeah. And you never seen an Asian guy who's so good at 
let's just say mass community right like he's superman there are some asians are super <laughs> masculine a, and a, yeah. exactly yeah in, and, in, in america we call them koreans <laughs> 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 like what does a tough guy right. look like and for like asians in new york city it was like oh koreans are pretty tough you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even now when you kind of see like the way like korean men are kind of portrayed as like the more like like um attractive ones when you watch korean dramas <laughs> you know like the way chinese women talk about how they love korean men and like in in these korean dramas i'm always just like yeah 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 and even when me sometimes i've, I've gotten like comments like oh you're, you're korean and it's just like nah but in my head i'm like i know you're trying to tell me like i look a certain way and it's kind of appealing <laughs> i get it it's cool but, but, about but, but yeah, I right. gotta say, I, I mean, uh, obviously, I, I had no idea this was a thing. You've <laughs> <laughs> now been baptized. So I've actually, been baptized. Um, now I, I know. Back to the Russell Peters. <laughs> right. He said what media does is he, they usually put uh, African American like black people and uh, and the gangster things right. together and say, "What do you think?" Right. And they put a Muslim and uh, a bomb. Right. Say, what do you think? <laughs> and put an Asian and a car accident. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh, so it's really messed up because of the, <laughs> you know, the the media. Right. And especially when I when I was uh, when I was in Ohio State, one of my very best friend is Yasin, and he's super nice. He's a Muslim, and usually most of the time when you when you met with a Muslim, they're super cool. They hang out with the friends. They have a family. Yeah, there are some certain things they don't eat, but that's not a big deal, right? right? I'm a vegetarian. Some I'm not a vegetarian, but sometimes <laughs> people, other people are vegetarian. Like, I was like saying, Dude. like this is new to me. <laughs> <laughs> you you backpedal real quick. <laughs> Wait, hold on. A <laughs> AJ, can you get out of here now? <laughs> and interview's done. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, sometimes media just just uh, describes people in the subject. Yeah, way. I mean, you know, it's all listen, mo right. We live we happen to live in New York, right? Where we're right. exposed to a lot of things and you still get some mess of shit happening here, right? Like you right. still get racism here, whatever. But we we happen to be in a in a state where there's a lot of exposure. But uh-huh. you know, you go to uh, you know, like give me a middle America, you know, one of the flyover states, and it's like all of their exposure to most other cultures is going to be media. Right. And it, whether we like it or not, most of that, is, you know, a lot of minorities are not depicted the right. best. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, I, we, we, we understand where the problem <laughs> comes from, <laughs> but nobody's like willing to change it, man. Exactly. It's like, it's like exactly. nobody's taking the stance like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll never put, you know, I'll never have a, a gangster in my movie again. You know, like play, have a, a, a African-American place, a, a gangster in my movie again. Cause I want to make sure to depict them. Right. Like, no, it's like whatever yeah. puts, puts asses in the seats is going to like, yeah. You know, so. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of media, I guess like there's two other points that we had kind of glossed over last time. Uh-huh. That, um, so one point was you mentioning that there is like this. It sounds like on paper an awesome idea, but when I read the Wikipedia, I was a little disturbed. It was called the the highest grossing Chinese movie ever was Wolf Warrior Two. <laughs> All right, right, right. And I you, mean, awesome title. <laughs> not, gonna, <laughs> not gonna lie to you. And I remember you um, the way you, you initially in passing, you're like, yeah, it's a nationalist film. <laughs> yeah. Can you elaborate on that for those listening? So, um, so it's a pretty. Imagine that it's um, double espresso version of uh, American Sniper. Oh so. my <laughs> lord, Jesus! 
You get a point, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> so that that perfectly described. <laughs> I was thinking of like Michael Bay movies for some reason. <laughs> a wizard of Michael Bay movie scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, it's, uh, Wolf it, Warrior Two sounds like a movie I would put on at like Netflix at like 11 p.m. with like a six pack of beer and just like be like that. Just the title, you know. It's like one of those like straight. It sounds like a straight to video like. You know, yeah, I don't know whatever yeah. movie. You know what? <laughs> Joe, you probably should search that out. <laughs> it is possible it is out there. It's probably there. Oh, it's it probably there. Oh, I Let me go. I'll him. make sure to get my six You know what? I was so surprised that <laughs> how many Chinese movies Netflix got. Oh, yeah. No, they have a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. lot. A lot. Netflix buys but, um, up a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of content. But back to the point that um, about that movie, um, I think that's... Actually, that's something we uh, we, uh, we were gonna talk about uh, about uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Like when a lot of time, like Black Panther, that a lot of Chinese people don't get it because because of the history behind it, right? And the race issue behind it, right? right. And such kind of issue or topic is really important and need to be discussed in the United States, but probably not on the first priority of the you know Chinese people. So Chinese people don't get it. They don't get the joke about sneakers. They don't get the <laughs> they don't get <laughs> the the symbolism <laughs> of the you know Black Panther and uh, for the Martin Luther King and uh, the Avenger prin- uh, Prince, who sort of represented a radical. Uh, yeah, how Killmonger represented like a, Malcolm X in uh, a way. Malcolm yeah. X, right. and um, they don't get it. They don't have the history background of it. So. They just don't get it, right? But uh, to the Chinese national nationalism, like Wolf Warrior Two, it's very patriotic and nationalism. And we've been uh, there are some history background too, because a hundred years ago, like a hundred and twenty years ago, China was so poor and uh, just get bullied by the colonialism from the Western countries. Right. And we now know that there is no more colonialism anymore. But still, psychologically, consciously, that people are sort of against the Western value right. uh, in a lot of way. So what happened there is uh, Wolf Warrior 2 sort of released that emotion mm. that... People want that happen <laughs> deep, dark, in a deep, very deep, dark inside of their heart. Right, instead right. Of they just want to release it. And I got to see this movie, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't say it's a punching bag for the for the white, uh, uh, white people. By the way, that's a white <laughs> for the white man. <laughs> oh, by the way, that's a, you know, what's so interesting that a wolf in a wolf warrior too. the main character is a very is a very good friend of the African. Africans and the Asians, Chinese people, are very good friends. Oh, yeah. Right, <laughs> they right. fight against the white dude. <laughs> oh, and the white dude's Frank Grillo, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it was funny for me because, like, I remember I was reading the Wikipedia on it. And so, I guess for the listeners, it I, I forgot. It's like a special forces, a Chinese guy who's like, it's like special forces, which is surprising because I didn't realize... I didn't really know, know the extent of Chinese military, uh-huh. but uh, he's like a special forces guy, and like basically their battleground is in Africa, right? Right. So I guess like the colonial, ele- but that's the thing that's kind of confusing is like the colonial elements, right? Where it's like 
if you look at china's place in africa now it's kind of interpreted as like kind of like an economic colonialism yeah in some ways right um but it's largely viewed especially in china as like well it's beneficial because they want the infrastructure right right so like the battleground is in africa so it's like these chinese like special forces that like come together to fight frank grillo um, <laughs> I love that to fight in, in Africa, not America, in Africa, but Africa, <laughs> Africa, which and I mentioned, I think I mentioned this to you before, Joe, is that um, what makes this kind of like kind of weird was that Frank Grillo was in uh, Captain America as Crossbow. Right. Right. Crossbow. And when he gets defeated in Captain America Civil War, they're in the middle of like uh, uh, Nigeria <laughs> right. where he gets defeated in Africa <laughs> by like another like I guess like colonial So force. Frank Grillo just keeps getting his ass whooped in, in Africa, Africa pretty, pretty much. Pretty, 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 pretty. There you go. Uh, in Wolf Warrior 2 is Frank Grillo supposed to be like American? Is he supposed to represent something else? Like um, you would know better than I would, AJ, because I didn't get that deep into the Wikipedia. Game. Well, <laughs> like, first of all, is a white dude, right. so he definitely so he's American the West, <laughs> in a way. Right. Yeah. right. Um, but uh, in the movie, it didn't clearly indicate that what nationality mm-hmm. he is. Just say he's a super duper uh, guy, also from the special forces, and right. get hired by the local warlord to execute some of his enemies right right so that was pretty much what the movies talk about but everybody see a white face on the movie screen hmm, it's pretty much about americans right <laughs> so uh, but yeah the movie doesn't want to do the false impression on certain countries right but still like most of the time a white face usually represents americans in china right 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 well, I think, yeah, that's always been, like, an issue. And, I've, you know, mm-hmm. when you speak to people that, um, especially a lot of, like, uh, people of color who travel into other countries, like, uh-huh. they often say that, you know, you can be, like, Dominican, right, Dominican-American, right. right, and you'll go to, like, Switzerland, and they'll go, uh-huh. oh, where are you from? And you'll be like, oh, I'm from America. And, like, oh, where are you? They're, but they'll still be like, well, where are you really from? And the thing yeah, is, right. like, I feel like, especially with, um, like, you know, me being Asian-American, like, you get that, you're pretty used to hearing that here, mm-hmm. right? And, like, it's cute when you're, like, three years old but like when you're like 30 <laughs> right and like you're still getting that right it's after a while you're like i get it you know what i mean yeah. right, you know, right, right, right. In. um but i think what's interesting about wolf warrior 2 in particular was that um it's it's like the characterization and I, that africans or like indigenous people in these african countries mm-hmm. cannot defend themselves mm-hmm. you know and i think that's the reason why like black panther Mm-hmm. resonated so so much um right. with the with the general public right and also like if you look at even Ca- captain america's civil war it like starts off as mm-hmm. um them going to nigeria to like neutralize the situation uh-huh. they screw up and destroy a building right. right um and then like you know the 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 uh, was the representatives from wakanda which includes t'challa uh-huh. like they go to the un and they're just like yo actually like let's start like trying to strategize behind this and make sure it doesn't happen again right right mm-hmm. so it starts off as initially like Okay, like you know, white, white, uh, an, a group of people led by a white guy named <laughs> named Steve Rogers save the day again, right? Uh-huh. And destroy Africa in the process, right? It turns right. into uh, the storyline of actually like there's gonna be another hero that introdu- gets introduced, right? And then that becomes the gateway for like an even bigger, more epic, uh, like movie, right? Hmm. Um, I guess also speaking on those terms too, I know you had some thoughts about like the uh, issue with the. What well, was like that Chinese New Year? Oh uh, right, the, the, the gala. The bla- yeah, with the blackface performance that really upset a lot of people. It's 
It's just silly things to do. Like it's what? It's really silly things to do. Uh, right. Such a type of gala is uh, is a uh, first of all, it's a national broadcast, right. so it it actually leave a really bad image. But mm. s- spring gala is a tradition of the China Central Television for every Chinese New Year. Right. It's pretty much like New York's Times Square countdown live broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's disturbing. <laughs> yeah. I I won't say it's disturbing in, in terms of the viewership or TV rating. It's pretty much the same. But um, for that, uh, I gotta tell you, for a lot, I haven't watched that gala for many years. Just right, right. simply because the decreasing quality of that gala. And second of all, they actually serve the majority of the Chinese population who are not. Got enough exposure to the international, um, you know, experience. Right. So it is make uh, to me it makes sense that uh, it doesn't make sense to do the things like that, but it does make sense that they made such kind of mistake. Right. So yeah, I think when we spoke about it last time, it was like right. I was like, I'm sure there were pretty educated people that greenlit this. You know, you'll be surprised. Right. You'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Homeboys in Outer Space was a TV show once in the United States. I think, <laughs> right. I think the point is they actually aware of that. I think they say it's prob, it's probably not that uh, appropriate to them. Right. So they aware that there's probably a race issue, but probably not that big problem. Or they're not aware. Th- of, they're not aware of how big of the problem could potentially exactly be, right. right. I think they acknowledge the things. Uh, come on, like it's an internet. Uh, inter- it's an internet era, and nobody, everybody in China should supposed to know about the race issue happening in the right. United States. Yeah. But they will just say, "Well, it's not an issue in China." Right. We don't. We don't have to deal with. We it. don't have yeah. to deal yeah. with this, and they just simply not getting it and say, "This is something that." apply to the universal right apply to everybody right, in this, right on right. this planet it's not just an american issue exactly right. so i think mostly an american issue <laughs> <laughs> not just an american issue but i would say no matter where you are you should not judge people by simply just because by their race their origin or their nationality or their skin color right and that's also true that's also supposed to be true in china and th- I don't think they actually fully aware of that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the partially the reason why it's happening. And second of all, I think the second reason they uh, resonate was, well, it's supposed to be a Chinese people. Like I actually highly against it. Like that's the excuse you doing that approve that. Right. It's not appropriate. Again, it's not right. So um. I think it's also a good things because it becomes such a controversial creates awareness, right? Yeah. Exactly. It creates the awareness of uh talking uh, how we actually approach the race issue. I'm right. pretty sure they won't it won't happen again. It happens. Uh, I don't know, man. You've seen these things. Like- I I will I will I will say again, like I said, CCTV is actually owned by the government. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I would say ninety nine percent of the time, unless you touch the government uh, uh, baseline, uh, they don't want, they don't want to create a controversy things. They, I don't think they actually expect that such uh, this things actually 
become such controversy. Right. Right. And now they learn their lesson. Right. So I don't think there's uh they're gonna be more careful when they approach such kind of stuff right. in the future. Well, I think one thing from here, it's like when you hear about all this stuff, you hear about mm-hmm. it gets um. I wouldn't even say it gets filtered through a lens. Like it objectively, just um, you really you really hear about the the good things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you like like my thing is like I I hear about you know like the art gallery that depicted Africans as like <laughs> animals, right? Uh-huh. I you know you hear that the the la- the the laundry detergent ad. You hear right. the stuff happening on uh like the CCTV. Uh-huh. Um, that alone, those three things alone. You know, if you were, if those are the only things you were reading about when it came to China and their treatment of like oh. Africans, you'd probably be like, yeah, that's pretty fucking racist, you know. And I'm like uh-huh. standing here like that is a uh, pretty racist, <laughs> right, 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 um, right, right, right. And then even like in in Guangzhou, which like even though that's like mi- miles away from where some of this stuff right. is happening, it's like uh-huh. yo, but this is all kind of sound like, um, it it doesn't sound like these are just um, like like isolated issues. It mm-hmm. sounds like there's like a cultural like like a, a cultural problem or misunderstanding right. that people have, you know, and even here, like, I, I mean, like most people would never say it, but mm-hmm. in, you know, if you study racism, American racism, right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it goes back decades and it goes back across like, right. um, like, you know, like it's into other countries. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and most people would, sur- would, would surmise that this is more of a disease than it is an actual, right. Um, you know, it's just like a problem or it's just like, oh, like it's just a bunch of words, you know, like uh-huh. um, some words have deeper meaning, you know, like saying the N word. Like I'll, I'm the first one to admit that, you know, Joe's probably been called S-P-I-C before. <laughs> I've probably been called C-H-I-N-K before. Um, and as deep as, as impactful those words are, I will say the N word is a lot worse, oh, yeah. you course. know, like if you study the history right. of what it was used and how it was used. Like it, it goes so it goes back really, 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 really far. Right. You know exactly. And, and I think like even like educating, you know, international students about that is like it's not a priority even in like the American right. education system. So like, you know, like why would it be a priority in like right? You know, in, like exactly. in Guangzhou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like um, like I said, there was a no civil rights movement in back in China. So chi- most of the Chinese people never actually properly educated by either media or the school institute right. to deal with the race issue. So think about this. Back to the 1950s, when you say the N-words, a lot of the people just say, what's wrong with that? They were not educated. You're talking about in, I don't think about in the United, United States? States. Uh, no, it was pretty... I know it's discriminated, it's but pretty... everybody is using that. You're talking about like in, like say, like the South, like when... Like, in the uh, south, amongst yes. like white like, southerners, think about you. You were born in that environment. You will feel nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I get, I get that lens. I'm just saying that we're not, so, we're not in the 50s anymore. Exactly. And that's, I know. <laughs> that's that's my point. Right, you know. But in terms of the ra- uh, in terms of the racism or the things, it's pretty much. Back, I won't say all the way back to the 50s, no. but in China, <laughs> right. it was, was more like, like yeah. 60s, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 or 70s. Right. That's yeah, how. It's pretty alarming too. It's pretty alarming too. But it, it's it. I understand the difference. It's just it's so, not something that exactly. China had to deal with, so it's right. not something that they necessarily right. prioritize so in teaching people. I would say most of the Chinese people are aware of that, but they don't know how to 
properly approach that issue. Right, right. So some of the things they think it's funny, but it's a racism for the other people. That's one of the reasons I uh, I talk about is why the education, the first impression, is so important. Is a lot of Chinese people didn't aware that it's racism. Right. They don't intentionally try to harm other people, but it is, they just didn't aware of that. Right. But it just shows the like ripple effect that like the the awful and mass racism that was in this country and others, but it, mm-hmm. definitely from this country, how that sort of rippled out to where like these things people know of it, right? So you you know, like you know about blackface, but you don't right. necessarily understand how it would harm uh-huh. someone else, but right. it still made it to you guys, right? right. So you've seen right. it, you know right. it, and uh, even the same thing with like the sexual harassment, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It was just a joke, but it's like you should have known, you know. What I'm right, right. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, anyway, I mean, it's you know we're not going to solve this here on the ADM shit. <laughs> it's good to talk about, it's you know. You get about. it out there and you know start a conversation, which yeah, that's right. That's what we're doing, people. <laughs> right, right. ADM shift here to stay. But yeah. uh, um, I think what I think we are in a in a right track to aware we uh, I think. We as a country, we made some mistake on that certain right. issue, and there are some other Chinese people standing out on social media and say, "That's not right. Right. We should never ever do that again." Some some people fight against it, which is pretty normal. Right. They debate, and I think the good thing is, arose the culture uh, awareness, like you said, right. Joe, and uh, like I said, the priority of the race issue is increased a little bit up. Right. In among all the hundreds of different things problem we have. <laughs> so um, same thing is also in in United States. Yeah. Um, I would say the race issue is a very high priority thing. Especially <laughs> it was higher than it is, though. Cause, well, yeah, um, I mean, it, the irony, though, I mean, I don't call it, it's more like a bitter irony, but it's like the messed up thing is that in some ways, like Donald Trump kind of galvanized all those things. Like, right. like, yeah, like a lot of bad shit happened under the Obama administration, but I mean, there's like good things that happen. There's also bad things that happen globally. Good things that happen globally as well. Right. Right? And Obama right. also wasn't like saying, you know, the KKK were like had some good people, people on their right. side. You know what I'm saying? He knew where to like draw a line when stuff happened. Yeah, like, Trump. Yeah, is he just, knew how to draw a very clear line. <laughs> very clear, you know, clear. Trump, line. Trump doesn't. Trump yeah. does not draw lines. Right. Like, just like, uh, for even for the most of the Chinese people, say KKK and Nazi is a big no no. Right. Yeah. Like this is not this is not something that should be exist. Right. Like in China, I, I understand that it's more like there are these things like blackface or like uh, right. you know like why somebody shouldn't walk into a washing machine, a black person, and come out. Like it's different from like not understanding that the KKK and the skinheads are right. like or the Nazis are wrong. Uh-huh. You know, I, we I, we understand that that they get that, but it's still like. You know, the fact that these other things are still out there and they're like mm-hmm. they've rippled out from these other countries right. is just kind of like yeah. still shocking that like like we all need to get on the same page with these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, that was a deep conversation, yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> good conversation. Good one to have. Yes, uh, we want to thank you, uh, AJ, for coming on. Oh, <laughs> thank you, everybody. <laughs> but again. I would say I I'm a Chinese, but uh, I'm not, you know, pro any of the actions <laughs> we mentioned in this uh, show. I think and they got it. Yeah, I, I hope nobody gets actually offended by my comments. But um, 
again, I think I think China as a country is making progress, and uh, I'm very optimistic right. for especially when uh, when a country have me and other people who actually got an exposure to the international experience and went back to China, and talk about our experience right. and actually sort of contribute our idea on how to properly treat this kind of issue. And so I'm very optimistic. That's good. That's good. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks All right. for coming on. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Shifters out. Shifters out. <laughs> Shifters out. <laughs> Later.